Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. coffee so. mm, me too look at how pathetic my coffee looks compared to yours Ooh, what is that black stuff girl Ew. why isn't that itty bitty butt cup because it's a it's an iced espresso so i've been getting my i get a double espresso every morning whether it's from my espresso or just a cafe and i got this one from a cafe called oslo in hudson yards and my coffee order is a black iced espresso Double espresso, but it, everyone's always like, like sometimes people get freaked out when I ask for it iced because I'm like, can I have a double espresso? Can you make that iced? And they're like, do you want me to just put ice cubes in it? And I was like, well, that would be what ice means. <laughs> like a lot of people like can't comprehend like, like even people who I tell my coffee order to, like I'm not even talking about baristas. I'm talking about like, like everyone else. They're always like, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean when you say iced? I'm like. I just because no one really orders an ice double espresso, you know what I mean? Well, it's crazy because, like, sometimes when I go into coffee shops, like the New York ones that like are annoying and don't have Wi Fi and have like only two options, the options are like <laughs> regular black coffee or like blueberry lavender honey latte espresso <laughs> with pistachios on top. And I'll like ask them for an iced mocha and they'll be like, that's a dollar extra. I have to go, huh? Because if you really think about it, by putting ice in the drink, you're putting less drink in the cup. So why am I charging? Why are you charging me extra for water? Yeah, also, like, if you put water in a fridge, it's ice. So, like, that's free. So I don't know, understand what the problem is. Yeah, that's my thing. I will say, however, the best coffee in New York is $2.50 from Ham's Deli across from the law school, or Columbia Law School. 
So after having that delicious goodness for $2, I simply cannot have any other coffee without feeling subpar. Do you drink coffee every day? No, I'm trying to start drinking it more regularly. I haven't had it all summer, but I'm trying to drink it more regularly now because school's about to start back up and I need to get back into the swing of my routine. And also I've been waking up early LA time to record the podcast and I got home super late last night and I drove four hours. So I needed to be awake. Why did you have to drive four hours last night? Ugh, to see one of my bays. Um, he lives in San Diego. So I drove down and we had dinner. That's fun. How did it go? All the way back up. It's actually really good. This is what I've realized. We're not talking about relationships this episode, so I'm going to make this super brief because we talked about them for the last, like, ten episodes. Um, when I finally had, like, my epiphany of, like, I'm not looking for a relationship anymore. Not that I'm not looking for one. Like, I want to have one. I'm not actively searching for one anymore. I'm just, like, relieving the pressure off of myself. Things have been so much better. And you know how people always say, like, when you're not looking for it is when you find it? I think the premise is right, but the idea is wrong. Like, after taking pressure off myself, I feel like I'm not forcing anything that's not there. But also, not having expectations of things makes things feel more natural. So I feel like things with this guy have been going very well because I don't have any of his expectations. So I love having the mindset where it's like, if it happens, great. And if not, I won't be disappointed because I'm not expecting anything anyway. Especially in the early stages. Precisely. I got in this Uber this morning um, from Zach's apartment, and this was the most, so it was only like a 20 minute Uber drive. This was the most enlightening Uber conversation I've ever had. This woman was very heavily um, Christian, and we both, and I'm really like not religious at all, but I grew up Christian, so we were taught, we're Catholic, but you know, same umbrella sector. And so we were just talking the whole time about our outlooks on life. Yeah, it's the same thing basically. Um, and we're talking our whole life, I mean, we were talking the whole ride about our perspectives on life just from different perspectives she listens to this guy on youtube agw or like that channel where it's like super spiritual and super religious and i'm spiritual so we're both talking about like fate walks of life and being single came up also and we were just saying how um once you really like do some self-work and like reflect and get to the point of loving yourself like so fully then you can actually feel comfortable in your singleness which makes you not only more receptive to love but also when it comes along you've worked on yourself enough to be a better partner for the other person and I don't really think in those terms a lot because I'm very um not me 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 but I'm I very much focus my energy internally and if someone else comes along to compliment that great but if not then I don't give a fuck whatever so it was really cool seeing that perspective from someone who is really like working towards a relationship it's not like she's desperate like constantly looking for it like she knows she's on the right path we were just kind of talking about like letting go for her it was like I'm not God God is God so like let go like God basically you know Jesus take the wheel that whole shtick but for me it was more like I can't force something that's not there it's out of my hands it'll come when it's right if that makes sense so we were talking a little more spiritual versus religious and it was like the most enlightening conversation I've ever had she gave me work advice she gave me relationship advice and it was funny because Zach walked me to the car and she was like is that your boyfriend I was like yeah he was like he's so cute and good looking I was like I know (laughs) I don't know if it's like Jesse that's realized this I feel like the majority of uber drivers in New York are like very religious like Christian religious because so many of them play that K-Love channel and my mom likes the K-Love channel 
and I have nothing against it because, like, I grew up um, Catholic with my dad, Baptist with my mom. I consider myself to be non-denominational. So, like, I am spiritual. But it's not even, like, it's necessarily spiritual music. Like, the whole message of the radio station is to be positive. And I don't know. You know how I feel about positivity sometimes. I'm like, ugh, turn it down. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing their thing. People listen to positivity. Yeah, I guess that's where they and you and me, I think, feel similarly in this way because I know you're a little more religious than I am, but we we don't, you know, base our entire lives around religion. But you and me feel a similar way where it's like we, there's a lot to learn from religion. What, whether or not you are part of an organized community, I think listening to people who are very strongly religious in a positive, love-filled way, there you can learn a lot, especially when you dig into like original texts and stuff and like you learn about how certain religions came to be based off of love that it's there's a lot you can learn just how to like shape your morals and how to go about your life and there's a lot as a spiritual person who believes in like psychics and tarot card readings and stuff like that and like spirits there's a lot you can learn from religion in terms of just like how to deal with stuff like death and hardships and breakups and relationships and positivity and work it's really really interesting and I think if you look at religion positively or just choose the positive aspects of whatever religion you want to take inspiration from, it can really help you in your life, whether or not you're a religious person. You know, Sarah don't play by her Ouija boards. I love Ouija boards. All you have to do is be respectful of the spirits. Because if you're not and you're just like, tee-hee-hee, let's get drunk and play with Ouija boards, no, 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 you're going to get haunted as fuck. <laughs> be careful. I have such, like, a good business idea. Are you ready for what? this? Yeah. I was thinking about this while you were talking. It had nothing to do with what you were saying. It just sparked and thought in my head. Um, they should create a business. And if anyone does this, you better run me my check for literally changing your life. Okay, so we're going to work on the name a little bit. But right now, it's like a glow-up glamp. Not a camp. A glamp. So now they have those like meditation retreats for people in LA to go like clear your chakras and all you do is like lay around drink alcohol for like a week. Yes, um, like what they did in that TV show You where they went to that spiritual like... Yeah, the ashram. Yeah. yeah, and they all lived every, in like tents. Every girl in LA does that. That's like their spiritual awakening. But to what they're gonna, it's, it's gonna be a glow up camp, but we're calling it a glamp because it like kind of like sounds better. And mm-hmm. what you do, or what they're gonna do, the company is they're gonna hire like personal trainers, um, like holistic doctors. They're gonna hire makeup artists and like hairstylists and like therapists. And, like, so when you're feeling down on yourself or, like, after a breakup or, like, when you're going to, like, a hard time in your life, you go to the glow-up glamp and they teach you, like, how to feel more confident and better about yourself. You get the therapy. You get your makeup done. You learn how to do your makeup fun. You learn how to do your hair, dye your hair, get a haircut. You get a personal trainer to, like, get you back on track with your fitness. Like, how has no one done that? That just sounds, like, so smart. And maybe I should do it. I don't know. That's the cutest idea I've ever heard. I think that would take off if you did that. Like, I want to hire, like, Patrick Ta or, like, one of them to teach me how to do my makeup. So I was doing my eyebrows yesterday, and I was like, hmm, which are these squiggly worms coming across my face? Squiggly caterpillars. No, I've always, I thought, because you don't get them waxed, right? Because I don't get mine waxed. Mm. I always think your eyebrows look really nice. Mine are, like, translucent. I invent my eyebrows every morning. Because I, so, I have so much eyebrow hair. And my hair is, my hair is like jet black dark. But my eyebrows, for some reason, the, they're lacking the melanin. They're lacking the color. So it's just <laughs> a bunch of translucent hair on my face. And I'm like, okay, well, don't do that. Whatever. I know you have something in your eyebrow. There's like a, a dip or something. What, what's the story behind that again? 
oh my gosh, ugh, Taylor Winter, my sister. <laughs> when so my parents divorced me we were little and we were allowed to sleep in the same bed like on Fridays. We like we would watch high school musical with my dad in his room and like stay in his bed. Because I was like three and Taylor was like five. And we got to do it once a week and we'd watch like a Disney movie. So I wanted to sleep in the middle because I'm the baby, of course I should. But no, Taylor went to the Leo, had to sleep in the middle. And so I was sleeping on the edge of the bed and she kicked me off. So I guess I was rolling. And then I fell off the side and I hit my eye on the side of the um, like side table. And it like gashed my eyebrow and it never healed. So it's weird because I get my makeup done sometimes, I guess. Have I? Yeah, I, yeah, I have before. I still, yeah, I, whatever. Those and bad stories. Yeah, sometimes they fix it. I used to get my makeup done at Belks for what is high Belks? School. Exactly, it's like a department store, and they'd have like a mat. Me and Chance used to go together, and they'd have like a little Mac section. That's where that would was. Eat up Chance's face. She looked <laughs> so good. I'd come out looking like the ghost of father's past, like a character out of Beetlejuice or. Rocky Horror Show. Like, I literally looked like, um, is his name Rocky? What, from the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah. That's a good question. <laughs> no, Frankenfurter. I looked like Frankenfurter. Oh, there like, you go. so beautiful. And I was like, I have to pay you $70. Oh, you, have to, you only had to buy one makeup product. That's why they would do it for free. So I just buy, like, a lipstick. It was kind of, like, a really good deal. But the makeup was awful. That's so it's funny because wouldn't they either do, I think this is what you told me, wouldn't they either do your foundation 14 shades lighter or actually 14 shades darker and there was no in between? No in between. And, I'm just and like, don't oh, you use that foundation face. to this day as a contour? And it's like <laughs> the darkest contour. I've actually had that for like eight years. Been, I've been using it for so long. It's definitely expired. I mean, that's why I break out when I use it, but whatever. Um, yeah, it's like that weird thing where like, I've known how to do makeup since I was super young because I did dance and cheer, obviously. And, like, I would do all of my friends' makeup growing up. For some reason, when I do my own makeup, it don't translate. It don't click. Like, nothing is actually more annoying to me than when people are like, you look the same without makeup. Why would you tell me that? Because this makeup together costs at least $500 worth of products. So don't exactly. tell me that I look exactly the same because why am I wasting my time? People think it's a compliment. No, I want to look different. I want you to be able to recognize me, you know? When people ask me, like, oh, are you wearing makeup? I'm like, obviously. <laughs> you know what I no, mean? I was born with the cat eye. Like, yeah. <laughs> I woke up like this. No, no. Or like, when men are like, her makeup is so natural. Maybe she has 44 millimeter um, lashes on. That ain't natural. But, you know, men are cool, so. It's also when men are like, oh, I just love, like, a natural girl, like, no makeup. It's so funny. When men see no makeup, they see, like, everyday makeup. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, women will be – and I'm going to tell you, men, right now, most straight men, because some men actually have taste and they can recognize stuff, but other men, look, listen, look and listen, per my favorite murder's favorite quote. When you are walking down the street and you see a woman and you go, oh, my God, she's so naturally gorgeous, I'm going to just clue you in. She probably has her lips done. She probably has Botox, which is awesome. Period. Love it. I am so pro-Botox, but I'm just letting you know, okay? No one is natural. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. And she probably has on makeup-wise primer, foundation, concealer, contour, blush, highlighter, because highlighter gives that glowy little natural look, mascara, her eyebrows are definitely microbladed or done, and she definitely had her eyelashes, like, um, curled. And her 
lip gloss on. Like, that is what no makeup is to you. I'm just letting you know. Like, when you see someone on Instagram and you're like, oh my God, they're so natural, they are face tuned, which is fine. It's just like, you have to be self aware about these things. Like, obviously, I'm pro like editing your pictures, do whatever you want. I edit my pictures, but just be aware. And this is why Cindy and I always talk about comparison is the thief of joy. Whatever you're like, oh my God, they're so genetically blessed, they're so genetically blessed. Some people are, and some people are naturally gorgeous, like societally standard wise. But when you look on someone's social media, for example, it is a highlight reel. Like these pictures have filters. These pictures are edited. And like, that's okay. You just have to be self-aware and you have to be aware of others doing it as well. Because if you're not, you're going to be like, oh my God, it, it leaves you feeling super lonely and ugly. And in reality, it's like, no, everyone's just trying their best to like look like to, to what is it? Be up to societal standards. That's all. And it's fine. It's just, you have to be in the know. I think some girls are like, these are my, this is my makeup routine. And the girls are like, naturally look like the most beautiful person ever. They're like, I do one swipe of mascara and then I do one <laughs> swipe of Vaseline on my lips. And then I brush my hair. And it's not even like I feel jealous. I mean, I definitely do. I don't feel, I don't feel any hatred. I'm just like, wow, you're so beautiful. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> That's you must the thing. be so happy when you wake up in the morning and look like a princess. I wake up in the morning, I actually look, like my whole face is swollen when I wake up in the morning. I have bags. My bags have bags. My bags are like a bag collection. It's not even like they're Hermes bags. They're like the Urban Outfitters bags. Like, <laughs> it's, it's not. No matter how much sleep I get, they'll never go away. And you know, that's certainly, like I can't imagine myself without bags under my eyes. I don't remember the last time I didn't have them. <laughs> well, you're yeah, in law, law school, school, so I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's expected. But no, it's crazy because um, that one... Not to like single anybody out, but that one video that Hailey Bieber did for Vogue when she showed her makeup routine, just like I and I like no, I'm not even like I don't feel any certain type of way about Hailey Bieber. I love Selena Gomez, but that is beside the point. The point is, is that it was so funny when Hailey went on Vogue and was like, I for my makeup routine. Also, she does not talk like this. I'm being facetious. I do one type of concealer on my cheekbone, and then I spot conceal, and I curl my lashes, and I don't put mascara, and then I'm done. I'm like, oh my god! That's like if we, if like Vogue, you know, like the Vogue Fifty Questions thing, and they like watch them like wake up and like go through their morning routine. If they ever saw mine, I think they'd actually be concerned for me. <laughs> it's like me sets fifteen alarms and doesn't listen to any of them. Chance knocks on my door. At me, ugh, fine, I'll get up. Me, get up take a shower, sit on the toilet for like 30 minutes going through TikTok, do my makeup in four minutes and run to class because I'm late. Like that's my morning routine every morning. I also love those, um, mine would be, I, I love those like get up with me, like do my morning with me because some girls live fake lives and this they could be telling the truth. I don't know. I'm not saying they're out here being fake, but it, they live fake lives, like just fake by definition. They get, they're like, this is my five to nine before my nine to five I get up at 4 30 the ass crack of dawn not even the light is not even up yet and I go to the gym for four hours straight then I come home and I do my skincare routine then I spend 30 minutes making a chai latte it <laughs> it makes me laugh and I love that and I love that that works for you it's just so it's funny to me because it's so out of my realm of possibility that to me like that is just a fake life do you know what I mean what makes me laugh about them is like <laughs> I'll watch them but it's something like when they like get out of bed and they're like, <sighs> like they just woke up and they're like getting out. Like they have to go the set the camera up first and press record and then go get back in bed. Yeah. And I saw Sarah do it once. They made me laugh so hard. I did do that once. That's the, the thing. Apartment. I and I can say that like I can make fun of you because I do the same thing. Yeah. Um, also, the one speaking of Vogue, the one 50 questions like you go to the celebrity's house and ask them questions. The one clip of 
them asking, I think it was Blake Lively, what's the most important thing to you? And she goes, family. And then they ask the same thing to Kim Kardashian and she goes, or no, 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 they go like, what's one thing you can't live without? She goes, I can't, one thing I can't live without is my KKW condor stick. And I was like, you love a woman with her business placement. It's so, I mean, it makes me laugh every time. And I mean, it's your truth, speak your truth, but it had me crying. Crying on the floor. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S., That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. How would you answer that question? What question? What is one thing you can't live without? Oxygen. Netflix. Bitch, if you don't give an answer. <laughs> Benadryl, actually, for sure. Um, I don't know. I was trying to think. I was trying to think about this. Like someone was like, "Tell me, like, describe yourself." And I was like, "Uh, I don't really know." Like, what are your interests? I was like, "I don't really know." Love really Island podcast. You have so many interests in law. The girl's not interested. She doesn't interest. Are you not interested in law? But people are like, "Oh my god, I love to do cycling. I like to run marathons." And I'm like, mm-hmm, 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 <laughs> "Not me." My hobbies are not necessarily healthy hobbies. That's just funny. It's like, I love 
how people can be healthy and actually like doing their healthy stuff. I'm healthy too, but I don't like doing it. It's like my hobbies are like, what are my hobbies? My hobbies are singing, which isn't inherently like healthy, but it's not unhealthy. It's just like neutral. Singing, going out with my friends, going out to restaurants, doing my makeup and podcasting. You know, like not one of those is like yeah. working out. Rock climbing, riding horses. Does that, you know? Like, like I think you're fake eighth, if you say answers like that. Like eighth century, like cycling. I'm like, what? What? How do you get into that interest? I don't know. I guess people have personalities, and I don't. But whatever. The one thing I will say that is even kind of in that realm of I'm perfect land. One of my hobbies. I love reading. I've really gotten back into it. The books I read, though, is not necessarily. It's not Sarah's like Sarah's reading smut. <laughs> yeah, that's sure. It's like her, I actually love literature. Literature in question. Girl goes and gets kidnapped and falls in love with her kidnapper. That's what the books that Sarah reads. <laughs> it's true, though. No. I can't even sit here and lie. It's true. Um, no, it's so true. No, because when, like, could you imagine? Stop, stop. No, this could girl's sitting here. No, I love no. to read. Shut up. Could you imagine being in a job interview and your interviewer being like, what's your favorite book? Am I being, like, a haunting Adeline? Yeah, people always ask me. I just say Outlander because they're, like, they're like, what is that? And then I get to explain, and it takes up like ten minutes in the interview. And I'm like, okay, good, time to go. <laughs> I always <sighs> just give like a basic book. I'm like, oh, Harry Potter, and they're like, oh, get out. <laughs> I'm excited. Two questions in an interview always gets me. It's that the like, what are you like, what what are you reading right now? Question because I do read other things other than inappropriate adult books that have to do with Stockholm syndrome, but. I just, like, cannot think of them at the moment. So that bugs me, number one. Sarah, I read a scientific study about... Because Sarah's favorite thing to say is, like, yeah, scientifically... And then she'll say something <laughs> so random. I'm like, girl, what? No, no. no. Like, I read in a study. Sydney's favorite thing to say now is when I, whenever I say, oh, you know, according to, or like, scientifically, objectively, Sydney's like, cite the study right now. And I can't do it. Literally, because she'll be like, I read this study once. And I was like, well, where did you read this study? <laughs> Psychology Today. It'll be the most random... It'll be the most random fact ever. I'm like, well, yeah, you read some scientific study about it. <laughs> um, okay, so there's that question. And then there's the what are your weaknesses question. Because it's so hard to border being facetious. And you can just, like, tell you're trying to make yourself look impressive. But then there's actually citing your literal weaknesses, which might turn the job off of you, if that makes sense. Or the interviewer off of you. I always say somewhere, like, because, like, I used to say sometimes I take too much on my plate and I get really overwhelmed with that, but that seems like I'm pandering. So I think recently I've landed on, not that I'm interviewing, like I'm in a stable job right now, but I used to be like, I think I landed on something like, oh, I'm a little um, like too, like I let others shine too much and like I need to put myself forward and like really take initiative in that way. Because like I am really proactive work-wise, but like when it comes to, being like proud of myself and really like making my accomplishments noticed I like fall back a little bit let others tend to like do that so I feel like that's a good answer right yeah and like that's the same thing is like I love interviews and I love first mm-hmm. dates because I just love talking <laughs> then I realized was the interview good was the date good or do I just think I'm really funny <laughs> personality hire that's the question because like I'll leave a first so date funny. and be like how are these men not marrying me? Like, I'm literally so funny and entertaining. <laughs> like, I would want to marry me. And then I'm like, wait, maybe not. <laughs> I always say to Sydney, I can't picture her on a first date because I know her so well that I can't picture meeting her for the first time, let alone, like, romantically, if that makes sense. I can never. It's a blessing that people only get once. Ugh. 
Stop it. Also, the way Sydney and I met is so funny. For those of you who are new, I'm Sarah, that's Sydney, and we met in line at a party in college freshman year. So this is like, what, five and a half years ago at this point, which is so crazy to think about. Maybe five years on the dot, I think. Um, and we were waiting in line to go to the bathroom together. And I was in front of her. She was right behind me. And some guy who's very clearly inebriated comes up and starts talking to both of us and flirting with both of us. And we can't figure out which one he's flirting with or if he's flirting with both of us. And then he, like, indicated something a little bit nasty. So Cindy and I escaped to the bathroom and we became best friends in the bathroom. Women the who bathroom pee together so stay together for life. Like that, that floor has never seen a mop before in its life. Do you remember? I remember that bathroom like it was yesterday. I remember it so vividly. It was so, it was like marble, like the can at the countertops. It was so nasty and sticky. And, and the shower was great because the bathroom was so small. Do you remember this? That one of yeah. us had to wait in the shower while the other person went. And yeah. oh my God, men are so funny. They had like three in one shampoo, like dandruff, cream, and then like no soap. I was like, what do you wash no, yourself with? I will see a man with the most beautifully soft, supple skin. And I'll be like, what's your skincare routine? And they're like, what's a skincare routine? What do you wash your face with? They're like, you have to wash your face. I'm like, okay. Never mind. In the early stages of the podcast, Sydney once made a comment that was like, men don't wash their necks. And that to me was, I think, the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Because why do you... Their necks or the back of their knees. Ew. Like, the guy I'm seeing has, like, a really, really big beard. And I was like, do you wash your beard like you wash your hair? And he was like, what? (laughs) I was like, is that a weird question to ask? I'm actually just wondering, do you shampoo it? He was like, I don't know. I was like, okay. It's like like a big old lumper beard. The thing is, like, I love the beard on him. It, like, compliments his face. But he was like, I think I'm going to shave it all off and, like, restart. And I was like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, you hear that. It's like whenever men say they get a haircut. I don't understand what it is with, like, certain men's barbers, but they really don't like their clients because sometimes I see men with haircuts and I'm like, you know, Violation. they're so sexy without it. And then they get in. I'm like, ah. And some men, I'm like, please go get a haircut. Like, I don't even care if it's bad. Just do something new. But this guy, he's European, but he gets, like, the black man fade. And it looks so good on him. And I'm like, please spread your wisdom to the other ones. <laughs> when you do a fade well, it looks so good. So good. Well, some people can't like, do it so right. Sexy. They look choppy in the head. Yeah. Well, some people think it's a fade and it's not. Like, a fade means fade. Some people just, like, shave and then it's, like, all their hair. Does that make sense? It's like, you mm. really thought you did something, but you did not, unfortunately. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to 
bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So we should talk about the topic now because it's literally 30 minutes in. Um, so per usual, City and I have squandered away more than half of the episode talking about nothing. Um, hope you guys liked it. But we get, honestly, our all of our reviews are like, can you and Sydney make all of your episodes the first part where you just riff? Because that's, like, the more funny part and, like, entertaining, I guess. But I feel like we do that anyway. So we're just going to keep doing what we're doing, and hopefully you all stick around. Um, our topic today is finding yourself slash have we found us yet. Um, it's just about, like, this is more – because the last couple episodes we did have been about – guys in relationships so we really wanted to focus our attention inwards this episode and talk about like just our progression our mental health how we're doing in life in general and this crazy little concept of finding yourself because I personally don't think I mean I think you're whether or not your brain is fully developed I'm not necessarily talking about childhood puberty um adolescence I'm talking about growing as a person like I think just because because your brain develops when you're 25 fully for most people so I'm not even talking about that I'm just talking about like growing as a person in general I feel like you never are really found if that makes sense because like kind of like you were saying like things happen to you throughout your life that they make you change like the person that I am right now versus the person I was senior year of college versus freshman year of college versus high school are like completely different people because I've had experiences and relationships and friendships and just things throughout life that have changed my view of things like the way I behave the way I act or whatever because like I wouldn't say like for example like we were talking about if I'm introverted or extroverted like in high school I was the most extroverted person ever college I was introverted now I'm like somewhere in the middle so I feel like that's just like one example but I think just things like that change depending on your um, circumstances on your surroundings on your environment or whatever so I wouldn't necessarily say that I've like found myself but I think I understand myself which I think is like a key difference because I think throughout the last few years since like freshman year of college like, I've gone through some like super traumatic things I've gone through 
like breakups i've gone through like really difficult situations and i feel like throughout those i've learned to understand myself better just in the way that i've healed from things the way i think through things and stuff like that so i feel like through those experiences i wouldn't say i found myself just that i understand the way i think how i hurt how i react to things and through knowing myself i can like then improve on things get better at whatever you know yeah exactly I think understanding yourself is a better way of looking at it, too, because college and high school, I feel like, are some of the most formative years of people's lives. And that's why I'm always like, when you get into a relationship, for example, in um, high school, I'm always a little bit like, what? I mean, people do it, and it works for them, and that's awesome. But for me, like, being in a relationship with your high school sweetheart, like, throughout that whole time, I'm like, that's great. But when did you ever get the chance to actually, like, be single, be with yourself, like, do you know what I mean? It just, to me, it feels hard to understand how you as a person have been able to develop so fully and, like, you lay with yourself at night, do you really like the person you are? It's like, how did you, and if if you do, that's great, but, like, have you really gotten to know that person? I don't know, that's just my opinion on things. Like, I would never do it, and people do it, and it works for them, that's great. It's just, like, my thoughts on the situation. I think sometimes people, like, you have to be single to understand yourself. I think that kind of gets like lost in translation because I agree with that statement only because like for example my last like long-term relationship I feel like when you're with someone for that long like not part of you changes to be with them but like you adopt some of their personality traits so like for example like I would know that he would get super super angry about things so I would subdue my opinions or like I knew that he found value in me doing things to him like cooking him dinner things like that like things I wouldn't normally like consider doing for a man I would do because I thought that would appease him or like I would try to make myself seem more like soft and docile and like oh we'll do whatever so I can try to appease like what he wants out of relationship and I feel like it kept happening for so long that it became part of my personality with him but like once I left I think I regained some of that like independence or being opinionated or like having thoughts so I feel like I understand it in that sense that like when you are with someone you do change a little bit like you adopt some of them they adopt some of you I think that's why people are like oh we're like we're the same soul we're one in the same I think it's a creepy statement one but two it is a little bit of truth I feel like people do change themselves when they're with their partner um so I think being alone in that sense is more so like you have no one to influence your emotions or behavior it's just you you know that's what I'm saying because a relationship is all about give and take and sacrifice, et cetera, et cetera. Like you do have to make a lot of room in your life for the other person. If you want to be in a healthy relationship, you do have to give a lot of your time, attention, money, resources, et cetera, brain space to that person that could be used to find yourself and to like love yourself and to grow individually as a person. So that's all I mean. Like I, I, I see a lot of couples who have been together for forever and that's really great. Like I can't emphasize that enough, but I just, just like, I don't understand you. That's the thing. It's, it's like, I, I know if I didn't have those formative years, I would not be anywhere where I am right now. I would not be, like, I wouldn't have made as much progress as I made. I feel like I wouldn't know myself quite as well as I do at the moment because as my brain was developing, like, your brain is literally developing, like, still in high school and in grade school and in college and after college for, like, two years. So it's like, to me, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, I just feel like when you're that young – being single for an extended amount of time at some point is really important. Like, I was actually a donut in high school. A, d- like, a donut? I'd stay with my high school boyfriend. Oh. I don't know what I'd be doing in my life. Like, I was actually, like, a donut. So I don't know, like, what 
brain stunting I would have had if I'd stayed with my high school boyfriend. Because, like, at that point, I didn't know what love was. I didn't understand relationships. I was like, la, 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 la. Like, relationships are, like, gossip girl. Like, that's the only point of reference that I had. So I can't imagine. Kudos people who have been in, like, 20 relationships from, like, the time they were eight. I love that for you. But, yeah, could not have been me at all. I forgot I just changed so much that, like, I, the person that I am today could have never been with any of the people I've been with in my past. Mm. Besides a few. But, like, <laughs> long-term-wise, it wouldn't have been compatible. Agreed. Yeah, my boyfriend actually just got in a fight with one of his friends about this recently because they were saying how, well, Zach was saying how he prefers to be like he when he looked at like his person or his partner like the person he wanted to be with like long long term he would prefer them have experience like prior experience with other people like they he would have preferred them be in other relationships before him just so that like they know what they don't like what they do like and they have kind of experience in that sector and I happen to agree but one of his friends was like no I don't think that's the case like so what if you've never been in a relationship before? And he was like, no, that's fine. Just like, like I wouldn't be turned off or like I wouldn't turn away from that. It's just like I, like he prefers someone who is a little more experienced because that means, because think about it. It's like every relationship, no matter how it ended, is a learning experience. And like you are with the person and you're learning like what love means. Because remember, like in my first relationship, which you just said, like I didn't know what the fuck love was. I didn't know how to be a good partner. I was 18 years old, 17 years old, 16. So it's like, I think the fact that I do have, like, I did have three boyfriends before dating mine right now. And I think, like, that helped me figure out what I wanted. It's, like, being single was an integral part of my life. But then also those past learning experiences, as fiery as some of them ended, and as much as I, you know, can sit here and joke, like, oh, I, you know, wish I never dated anyone before him. It's not true because I'm almost happy that I went through those experiences because I feel like it made me a better partner today. Yeah, because I feel like your first, I, every relationship you have is formative, but, like, mm-hmm. I think the first one is the most formative because, like, you, you get out of that, like, puppy love view of, like, what a relationship is. Like, it's not always perfect, et cetera. So I feel like it's also a question for you. Like, I don't know if I could be with someone who's never been in a relationship before. Like, even on Love Island, like, Ty was like, I've never had a girlfriend before because I like the game too much. Mm-hmm. Immediate ick. Couldn't do it because I'm not going to be your, like, puppy dog guy where like I teach you how to be a boyfriend you know for me right now as where I am in my life I am not ready to be a mother and I did not sign up to be a teacher or trainer like you just said so it's like I'm not gonna baby you into teaching you how to treat me I kind of would prefer you already have that experience and the knowledge and the emotional capacity to know already how to do that Uh, like I expect to tell you what I like I expect you to learn what I like I expect you to want to know what I like And then I expect you to try and make me happy in any way you can because I know that's what I'm going to do for you. So if I'm over here with all my experience and all my knowledge trying to, like, be the perfect girlfriend and I'm not getting any of that back, no, that's a no-go for me. So actually, my most recent ex, I was his first girlfriend. I feel like I was in a place where I was willing to teach and I was willing to be very patient, but right now I'm not in that place. I knew that after I broke up with my ex, I would never date somebody else who had never dated somebody in their past before and as much as thinking about my current boyfriend being with other girls makes me want to like spoon out my eyeball and feed it to him like I am so dead yeah like I just know that I would almost prefer that because I'm literally I did not sign up to be a teacher I don't care like I'm not gonna sit here and waste time that I would prefer to be making memories like I'm not gonna waste that time trying to teach you how to be a boyfriend that is not I did not sign up for that and I don't have the emotional capacity for that right now like, I don't have the patience for that. My patience is all gone, and I just kind of want a partner, not a puppy dog. 
that's my thing is like i'm just not in the headspace where like i want to teach you how to respect me how to treat me etc because like even with ty and ella like he would tell her to shut up because she didn't want to talk about her feelings she was upset and he was like oh sorry she's my first girlfriend uh okay first third second or fifth like you don't tell someone to shut up that you're in a relationship with like do not talk to me that way it's a respect thing you don't like if you have to learn how to respect someone because you've never been in a relationship before that's says more about you and your character than does about like being in a relationship you know so i agree i remember this one argument i had with my ex and he ended the argument saying we were dis- we were in an argument about something so stupid i think we were talking about social justice i don't even remember i was giving my opinion on the subject and he looked at me and goes don't think you're smarter than me because you're not I got mad and he had no idea why I was upset. That's the that's the scary thing. He the scary larks. thing is yeah, no, stop it. <laughs> um the the first red flag is that he said that because you should never demean, patronize, condescend or bully your partner. That is just a no-go and I had to literally walk him through why that was not okay. And he goes, "Oh, I was kidding. I thought you knew that." Like he didn't know why I was upset. And I was like, "You can't talk to me like that." Like even my friends, it's like my friends and I have a certain way that we joke with each other. Like me and you, for example, we have a very demeaning, not demeaning. That was the wrong word. We have a very like playful, like, um, what's the right word for it, Sid? It's like we like to poke like at each jest. other a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, like we have a very jesting sense of humor. But that's not necessarily the type of humor I want in my partner. You know what I mean? It's like, and you guys don't even speak to me that way. That's the thing. It's like if not only my friends, my family, like if anybody spoke to me that way, it would not be okay. But especially my partner, like the guy I thought I was going to marry, absolutely not. And he had no idea why that was not okay. I was like, uh, it just, that was the biggest red flag for me. So that's just one situation where I knew I was like, if we ever break up in my next relationship, I will not sit down and explain why name calling and bullying in a relationship is not okay. I feel like that is so much common sense that why don't you have that? I feel like that's baseline. Like whether first you're right, like about Ty from Love Island season 10, first, second, third relationship, you don't name call. That's some kindergarten yeah. shit, you know? And I'm not going to, I didn't sign up to be your teacher. I know like my ex would be, he'd like say the most awful things a person could say to someone and be like, oh, you're so sensitive. I can never joke with you. You're not fun. Okay. Well, insulting me is your way of having fun. Then like, I'm good. I'd rather be bored. Like I'm not engaging in that, you know? Absolutely. And also another thing about relationships is, or, and, and this is just for me, I can speak for myself. Around my partner, I want to feel a sense of safety and security that I don't necessarily look for in my friends and family. Um, like, I love being made fun of. Like, I, like for my birthday, for my, 23rd, for my 23rd birthday, all I wanted was a roast. Like, I wanted my friends to get up and roast me because I love that shit. For my partner, I don't necessarily want that same sense of humor, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I want to feel a certain level of safety around my man and maybe that I don't know what that maybe that has something to do with like I want a masculine force I like I don't know what that has to do with but that's just the fact it's like you can't necessarily joke around with me the way my friends do and in the case of my ex it's like my friends and family don't even talk to me like that they would never speak to me they would never think that that is an acceptable thing to say so why did you it's like that did not equate in my brain yeah and I feel like people take advantage of like intimacy and thinking that's like oh, a green flag or a green light for them to cross a line, and it's not. Even like friends or family, like um, there's just like some lines I just would never cross with anyone. You know, even like you were yeah. Chance, who like I would say like literally anything to. I would never like <laughs> make fun of anyone's intelligence or like looks or anything like that. I would never like 
touch. Exactly. Yeah. You never have. And I feel like that's a core thing with our friend group is, yeah, we joke with each other, but we would never maliciously demean, patronize, condescend the other person, especially, I mean, that's a huge line across. It's like looks, uh, like, I, I don't even know. It's, it's like, I don't, if you guys can understand that and you guys are my friends, it's like, why can't my, who I thought was going to be my life partner understand that? That's like two plus two equals groundhog. I don't understand. But going off of relationships for a second. Oh yeah, I have like an interlude. There's nothing to do with what we're talking about. Even though we have not hosted the episode yet because I've not finished editing it. We ranted about, I ranted about Hinge in my last episode. And I think Hinge heard me because the standouts today have been really standing out. Like I had to go buy me a few roses or something. I was like, hmm, come here. Um, So thank you, crying in public. But yeah, I think also like we live in this, so kind of like to pivot away from relationships and more towards like career oriented stuff. I was thinking about this yesterday is like, we live in a hustle culture where like everything we do has to be monetized. And I saw this tweet that was like, if you monetize your hobby, be prepared to never enjoy it again. Like that's so true. That's the reason why like I didn't want to go into the creative industry like directly because I love writing, I love screenwriting, I love television, I love films. So I feel like if I took away the joy out of it by making it like my livelihood, I would never feel that same passion towards it again, which is like why I'm doing more of like the law side of entertainment. And I feel like it took me so many steps to get to that place. Cause like for so long I was like, on one hand, like I never want to be kind of person that's like beholden to money, but like just being realistic. Like one thing that was so important to me growing up and like, especially now is that at no point in my life do I want to be beholden to a man's money. Like I don't want to have to stay in a marriage or a relationship or move or change jobs because like a man's making more money than me and like I need that to survive. Like I want to be able to be fully autonomous and independent and have like my own things for me just for, like for protection reasons. And so like when it came to like having a career, I need I did something that was not only stable but like could afford me like that kind of lifestyle where like I can just fully depend upon myself and myself only and I knew that like going into film and tv like while yes you can make a lot of money like it's it's such like a hard industry to like quote-unquote make it in and I feel like even like with the strike right now you see like so many things aren't guaranteed like it's not necessarily stable so when I chose to do law instead like I had always had law school in the back of my mind because like I love to argue I love to read I love to write and like people always told me I should be a lawyer when I grew up so I think finding a way to like converge those interests while keeping like things that are important to me in my mind, like being able to like move upwards in the ladder. Cause like I don't want to be in the same position my whole life <clears throat> or like to be able to diversify my work. So I don't get bored, do something creative to have like reading, writing as a part of my job, to be able to move. Like those are all things that were important to me in finding a career. So I think like being able to kind of piece together all of those things and like find something that made sense for me did take a long time. Cause like if you had asked me before junior year of college, like what I wanted to do, I really wouldn't be able to tell you. So I feel like it is a path to finding what you want to do. And like so many people change their careers like last minute. By last minute, I mean like in their fifties, sixties, forties, just to like try something new and end up being like incredible at it. So I feel like there is no like set path as to like how you should figure out what you want to do with your life, especially with like like social media jobs, for example, were not a thing until five years ago. You know, like 
people's entire careers that are like based off of like creative design and like graphic design like a lot of those jobs didn't even exist until technology existed to make them a job so I feel like what we could be doing in 10 years might not even exist yet you know so I think keep that in mind that like you don't have to have everything figured out in terms of like your career straight out of college or high school and that's hard too because I remember at least in my high school experience junior and senior year the high school counselors were desperate to sit us all down and get a very clear answer of what we wanted to do and half the girls in my grade because I went to an all-girls school half the girls in my grade were like what is going on I understand wanting to have a conversation but it's almost like they wanted an absolute definitive answer I just think that's crazy um and it puts a lot of pressure on young people also going back to what you first said I always have at least getting out of high school have lived by this mantra and it's love your passions like your job if that makes sense so it's like obviously you can still be passionate about stuff you like but your hobbies like the things that make you tick at least for me basing my rent food utilities and lifestyle in general on those things put so much pressure on them that I started to not like them anymore so like musical theater for example that that was the case in my opinion and I've already talked about that a lot like my journey um from choosing a creative profession to leaning more towards um business marketing etc but all I have to say is that I love what I do but I know what I'm passionate about and I really do like to keep those things separate oh also that's another thing is you know we always say comparison is the thief of joy like you are on your own individual path and I know it's really hard to not like look at your friends and be like oh my god they're making so much more money or oh my god their job is so much easier oh my god they're getting paid more whatever I think it's really easy to do that and it does take a lot of mental work to be like why would I want to be on somebody else's journey? Like my journey is so special and I know I'm getting like spiritual or like deep or whatever, but my journey is so special and I am my own person and I love who I am. So it's like, why would I want somebody else's like, that's great for them and I can be happy for them, but I want what's best for me and like what they're doing might not be what's best for me. And so I think that that's a really hard thing to learn. Um, and I would just say like, be happy for your friends, be happy for your family, be happy for people around you, your partner, et cetera, who are doing big things in their life because there is room for everybody at the top. And yeah. Oh my God. Am I Oprah? (laughs) I was going to say period, but my voice is so gravelly right now that I'm going to shut up. All right, you guys, that is our time. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, a crying in public podcast, and you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We love you. Adios. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, 
We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 